0: The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lives and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Have you noticed how all of the technology that we have grown up with, all of the technological advancement that we've made over the last 50 years, all of these items are being rebooted with new embedded monitoring aspects? It's almost like, man, we had the telephone. I wish we would have known what we could do with the telephone to monitor the citizenry. Oh, let's reboot it now into the smartphone, and now we can do that. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. I'm seeing that with all types of technology. And the, the telephone's obvious. I mean, everybody knows you could sit there with the phone on the table. You're talking about, you know what, I want to get a kayak so I can go out on these rivers. Next thing you know, you look on Facebook and they're trying to sell you a kayak. Obviously, your phone's listening to you. But they're doing it with almost everything. And I think this is why there is a big push for electric cars. And I'll get into that aspect because it's really bizarre and interesting. But even down to your vacuum cleaner, think of your Roomba, right? So your vacuum cleaner has been reimagined into this self-directed vacuuming system that will go around your home and vacuum while you're away. Well, sounds great, right? Oh, but... What if we can map your entire house and we can record that data through your vacuum cleaner? Well, that's what they're doing. Well, how about, you know, Google searches? How about Gmail? How about Yahoo Mail? You're the product. You subscribe for this free service and they take the data on the back end. And they farm it out, or hell, maybe they're giving it to the government. Maybe they are colluding with the Department of Homeland Security, right? We'll get into that. But if you remember back when Obama was in office, all of these stories came out about the NSA being able to spy on your metadata through your phone. So the goal of spying by the government has been there for years. And that's the crux of what happened with Donald Trump. And the steel dossier and all these people, the Five Eyes, you know, Australia, United States, uh, I mean, uh, UK, France, down the line, all spied on him. Why? Well, because we can't spy on our own citizenry. So we'll just get a third party other favored nation to spy on their behalf. Monitoring is the goal. And the World Economic Forum's new push is where they want to go with monitoring you. And who is the one nation that's monitoring the best? That would be China. And so a lot of the things that they're pushing for are things that we're seeing facilitated in communist China. Social credit scores. You know, there was a story about how if somebody is next to you with outstanding debts and loans that they would notify you so that you can get away from them. I mean, you can't get on airplanes. It's a black mirror episode. So the whole push to reimagine technology. So we're going to take the phone and we're going to turn it into a monitoring device. We're going to take the vacuum cleaner And we're going to turn it into a monitoring monitoring device, right? I know this sounds crazy. You know, I remember when I used to listen to Alex Jones in the beginning back in 2012. I was like, okay. Sometimes he made good points and then he would turn around and say, your washing machine is spying on you. And I'd go, okay, this guy, a little over the top there. No, it is. So is your smart TV. So is your Alexis and your Cortana, and your Google Home. Think about, the, think about in Colorado where they had the smart thermostats that they decided, you know what? You're using up too much energy. The grid's being stressed, and temperatures are pretty hot. We're going to just shut down your thermostat. That's a real story, and we can read that too if you want. Tech being reimagined to control your life, to monitor you and control the outcomes they want. And on paper, it sounded nuts, but in reality, it's true and it's being implemented. And that is the reason for the electric car push. And I think we need to look at this because I looked at it from the aspect of the climate change zealots. Okay. Okay. They don't want you to drive combustible engines because of the emissions, so we're going to get into a car that doesn't shoot emissions out. Okay. Well, then we debunked it saying the lifespan of the vehicle, the creation of the battery to the disposal of the vehicle is worse. It is a bigger impediment on the climate than the combustible engine, and it's inefficient takes you longer to charge when you can just roll into a gas station and fill up in less than, like, a minute and a half, where you have to wait 45 minutes to charge up, and you might be in a line for a supercharging station, so you got eight cars ahead of you. What does that time frame look like, right? I didn't even look and get into the other aspect, the bigger aspect, which is even more nefarious that I never even imagined. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Listen to this. Digital ID, battery passports plan for electric vehicles, a World Economic Forum-funded global battery alliance. Surveillance and data sharing tools can be used to monitor, incentivize, and or coerce compliance with net zero agendas In a global circular economy perspective. So they've reimagined the vehicle. They've taken the Model A and reimagined it into a battery-powered vehicle that can monitor you, that can coerce you, that can incentivize if you're doing right. Well, whose standard of right are we looking at? Oh, it's the right of the carbon zero climate zealots it's not the personal freedom's right it's uh, it, this is insane but this is how they're going to do it so from the from the article founded at the world economic forum in 2017 the global battery alliance is prepping battery passports for electronic uh, vehicles that includes a digital id framework to track their performance as well as greenhouse gas footprints for ESG purposes. Quote the balance, uh, the principal goal behind the Global Battery Alliance Greenhouse Gas Rulebook is to provide guidance to facilitate the calculation of comparable greenhouse gas footprints of lithium ion batteries for electric vehicles by users of the battery passport. This is from the Global Battery Alliance Greenhouse Gas Rulebook, October 2022. The battery passport will both certify compliance with greenhouse gas emission, legal and societal expectations, and clearly differentiate more valuable batteries in the market based on their sourcing impact and performance. That's amazing. You didn't know that was in there. It's almost like in the in Inflation Reduction Act Which is basically the new the Green New Deal You know, they were talking about In the original Green New Deal Of putting in kill switches In your vehicles So, you know, you're driving You're going too fast Maybe you committed a crime They can just kill switch your vehicle And most people would say, oh, that's great Well, you know, if you're a criminal, we can stop you But what happens if you're going to the Stop the Steal rally And they decide Yeah, you're going to be too much of a threat to democracy, and we're going to shut you down. They can do that. You have to start looking at things outside the box, looking at things from other angles, thinking things through from beginning to end, from left to right, from user to controller to people that might not be affected by it. You have to think of the big picture. You know, it's no fun when the rabbit's got the gun kind of thinking, right? So you're looking at it going, oh, this is all great, you know? But then we have to look at it as go, well, what happens if the other side has the power to use it? And it can always be used against you. And the leftists don't care about natural rights. And so the left is willing to embed monitoring aspects of new technology because the goal is control. The goal is compliance. The goal is coerciveness. The goal is incentivizing good behavior based on who's and what morality. Whose morality? What morality? Is it the natural rights that God gave us? Well, they've rejected God, and they've made their own reality. Oh, thou shalt not pollute the planet. Thou shalt not have a big carbon footprint. Thou shalt not hire only white people. Thou shalt not discriminate transgendered people. That's the measure that they're going to use to decide whether or not you can participate in the Economy. Let's get more into this article in just a minute. Back in just a second. This is Adrian Slade. You're probably expecting a live read by me about Anchor and the podcasting platform. Well, that podcasting platform spot has ended. And that was actually one that was guaranteed to be an ongoing spot. And Spotify owns Anchor FM now. So... I don't know if it has anything to do with the content that we provide because it is very political on the right. I know that they stopped sending me commercial spot reads except for the anchor read, and it could be purely coincidental. It could also be purely coincidental that September 2020, my listenership exploded beyond belief for a period of time, same time that fact-checkers by the media and big tech were scouring many podcast ahead of the election. Hmm. Could be coincidental, maybe not. Regardless of all that, it could very well be conv- you know coincidental that this is why they ended the campaign. I don't know. I don't care. All I know is if you really enjoy this podcast and you want to support it, you can financially support it through your own donation, subscription, costs whatever. It could be very minimal $99, 499. Go to anchor.fm slash slash support. That's anchor.fm slash adrienslade slash support and donate directly to the show and support our mission to give you the news beyond what the big talkers are given, the things that should be talked about that may not be looked at as important because it doesn't fit the trendy news cycle of the day, things that look over the sky's horizon to what may be coming down the pike. Anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. Donate, and I thank you very much. So getting back into how repurposed technologies of the past, vehicles, telephones, even down to your freaking vacuum cleaner and your uh, washing machine, how they're now being repurposed with new technology, and inside of it, they've embedded some sort of surveillance for control. And uh, we're getting into this electric vehicle battery passport. Um, Back to that article, it says, each battery passport will be a digital twin of its physical battery enabled with a digital battery passport platform, which offers a global solution for securely sharing information and data. That's from the World Economic Forum and the Global Battery Alliance briefing a paper that came out in November 2020. Quote, the battery passport is a digital representation of the battery that conveys information about all applicable ESG and life cycle requirements. Huh. According to a November 2020 briefing paper published by the GBA and the WEF, the battery passport is a digital representation of a battery that conveys information about all applicable ESG and life cycle requirements. While the October 2022 edition of the rulebook focuses on the, quote, the GHG footprint of the manufacturing state, cradle to grate, the GBA says that a future edition might include lithium ion battery use for uh, use cases once people begin taking them on the road. (laughs) This is incredible. That said, the the use phase might be covered in the future version of the rulebook to provide a set of rules that allow for a consistent and homogenous comparison of LIB use in electric vehicles. It's just, I mean, they're going to find any which way to surveil you. It's unbelievable. Even when you go back to what I was talking about with uh, with the Roomba, right? I mean, this thing was made by a company that used to deal in secret military tech. And this is from CNN Business, so... You know CNN not really a bastion of right-wing conspiracy theories but the secret military tech inside household robot vacuum cleaners <laughs> this was back in uh, 2014 when this was reported imagine you're sitting in with your, or you're sitting with your friends one day in the distant future in a space age house while robot servants cook dinner and fold laundry and mow the lawn Inevitably, the question arises, what was your first robot? For many, 10 million in fact, the answer will be Roomba. The mini vacuum cleaning robot launched in 20, uh, 2002 has become an everyday fixture in households across the world, earning pet names from affectionate owners and a unique place among the internet's cat viral videos. <laughs> but Colin Angle, who co-founded Manufacturer's iRobot back in 1990 with fellow MIT alums, Rodney Brooks and Helen Greiner hails Roomba as the world's first practical home robot. The company is now hoping to infiltrate the, uh, the boardrooms with its wandering AVA telepresence robot and the battery, uh, the battlefield with its line of defense machines. Um, so they were a part of a military tech group, and this thing can map out your entire layout of your home. And then when you turn it on, when you turn it off, uh, repurpose tech for monitoring. That's what's happening. And this is why the midterm elections are pretty important coming up in just a couple days. I'm here in 53, 54 Senate seats. I'm here in Lake, Lee Zeldin, Doug Mastriano, uh, Laxalt. I'm here in. The possibility of there only being within the entire 50 states, 13 Democrat governors remaining here, hearing huge wins in the house. And really, the main thing is make your state red. And then if it is red, make it redder. That's where things like Kerry Lake can come into play. Ron DeSantis. I mean, Donald Trump's out here taking cracks at Ron DeSantis. You know, Trump ought to realize he gave away his presidency in the last final year in 2020 to President Fauci and the Pfizer mafia, and they gave us these crazy vaccines that can now be turned against Donald Trump in some sort of re-election board. So before he starts taking uh, smacks at a governor race that's almost coming to a close here in the next couple days for somebody who's very important in fact, his state was one of the reasons why we actually opened back up. He needs to sit down. And it's making me go back to the way I thought about him before he ran for, uh, or before he won office back in 2016 when I supported Ted Cruz. You know, I'm going, what, why are you doing these things? Why are you taking shots at good rising stars like Ron DeSantis? But regardless of that, we need to make states redder. And uh, states are now getting into coalitions. You know, states could bring on lawsuits against Pfizer if the federal government's not going to do it on vaccine adverse side effects like myocarditis, thrombosis, blood clots, what have you. Um they can all gear together like attorney general Eric Schmidt is trying to do up against ESG by having, you know, state governments deny uh, certain certain uh, financial agreements with BlackRock and organizations that are proponents of Wielding fascistic ESG all over the place, you know, forcing companies to uh, deny capital to those who may involve themselves in, in oil and other, other fuels that are not considered green, right? And all of that comes down to whether or not we put the right people in place. And that's not the fix, but it's a good start. But we have to realize there's a good possibility that this could be a big wave in just a couple of days and not even looking at data, not looking at the candidates. Look at where people are driven. Your average person is driven. I was listening to a once leftist individual who is a mother gave birth to a, I think she's got a four, four year old at this point. Now, all of her decisions since then, which took her down rabbit holes, of government corruption in her research when she became a, uh, you know, a a journalist um, was because she wanted a better future for her kid. And at that red pilder that crosses party lines. So when you have a party out here who is wanting to medically manipulate and destroy children by wanting to change their sex, Through surgeries and through uh, medical uh, pharmaceuticals like puberty blockers When you have a party that supports drag queens in their schools And uh, you have a party out here that supports open borders and the flooding of fentanyl That crosses party lines That's not a, well, you know, I support abortion, I don't support No, this, Mama Bear gets mad And Mama Bear puts party affiliation down by the side when the child is getting attacked or groomed or targeted, that's going to cause a wave. You put that into perspective with what we've seen with Maya Flores, what we've seen with the Hispanic community. I have a whole podcast I was going to do. Um, I don't think I'll get to it before the, uh, the elections, obviously, but a whole podcast talking about how Democrats are losing Hispanic support because of their alignment with you know the working people, the elitist attitude looks at hispanics as some marginalized monolithic group of uneducated laborers who will who will automatically vote for them and their and the party that will give them the governmental support to survive but the party's elitism clouds their vision and shrouds them from seeing the Hispanic community's rejection of their values so they're you know they believe in a in a nuclear family they believe in God and whether or not you think that there's some sort of dumbed down third world Group of uh, manipulated individuals. They still have core values that are being crapped on by the party that thinks that they're going to automatically be uh, supported by them. You know the Hispanic community's rejection of uh, or the Hispanic community has seen that party reject their values. The Democrats have rejected the nuclear family, Christianity in favor for atheism, and they've largely uh, pushed for a form of godless Marxism, and that's the. The ideology that they fled from Venezuela, from Cuba, you know, Mexico's socialist policies and the uh, drug cartels, these things push people in ideological ways. And so I think you're going to see a bigger impact than just, you know, a couple things on abortion and the economy. I think you're going to see core value-shaking change, pushing Hispanics, pushing much of the black community pushing mama bear in the suburbs who backed Biden against Trump, pushing her to vote against the entire Democrat party. I think it's going to be a pretty big win, but I mean, who's, who's to say maybe election integrity still in play. Maybe it's not. I don't know. We're going to watch it, but uh, we have to be able to fight back against the tyrants that want to use electric vehicles to spy on you. They want to use, digital currency to track your every move. They want to program it to be able to shut off and and, and deny you things that maybe they don't like that are constitutionally protected, like firearms. Um, maybe your carbon footprint is getting too big and they're just going to shut off your vehicle, shut off your, your currency, your digital programmable currency. Somebody is at the top running the game on that. And if you don't have good local leadership city council state legislatures state executive branch if you don't have that solid with people that are pro-freedom people that are pro-liberty then you're just going to get run over i'm adrian slade thanks for tuning into the podcast check it out i know it's been a while i've been away for a couple weeks but i want to thank you for listening Subscribe to the podcast. Put a five star review. You can call to be on the show, 1929 GoGo USA. You can listen to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. You, uh, you can also donate to the show, anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. And uh, thank you for being a part of the continuation of this podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys.